0: Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com.
1: When they actually spend their time listening to this show, what does it mean?
2: It means we're winning.
3: Shot eyes get drunk and fight every night. Idolize Bradley, little woman's rights. Homophobic racist, and don't give a fucking Hey, do You think you can drive a bigger truck? So wear your baseball cap to the side, let everyone know that you're a nice guy. So, who cool. was so impressed? Lots of chicks in a barrel chest, cause you're a real man. Punch for punch, gonna piss in your face while you're passed out drunk. i a nice guy, you're a nice Prick with a pension for messing with heads A broken nose for dinner and breakfast in bed Alcoholic, paranoid, and suicidal too But you're probably kill her before she gets away from you She's losing the blood and crying All your friends say that you're a nice guy Have a drink, this one's on me Look you're doing, fine, losing to your disease No, that's I'll pack your bags Very good, my cat
4: Welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Media. Everybody in the chat already knows, but podcast listeners, I am uh, moving again at the end of the month. It's been a year in this studio, so, so maybe, I don't know, support this project at patreon.com slash or go to eplex.store and support there or uh, go to ecoplexmediacom support. You find other ways to support this project. Um, I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder, and this is, in fact, what the people want.
1: I don't hate the cops. Oh, there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. Oh, don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop going your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. Is the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. Donate the cops, donate the cops Donate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops
5: You didn't hate the
1: cops Cause they don't do nothing wrong Don't hate the cops You can't blame them For just doing their job Don't hate the cops Well you gotta wonder How much money
4: quite sure where to put this story on our uh story list so I, I put it first this isn't really a story this is just a video um what we're gonna be looking at here for podcast uh, listeners because you're not going to be able to really tell what's going on unless you go check out the video is uh, a dude's gonna try to like uh hold up like stick up a nail salon and the people in the nail salon are just gonna be in- completely uh uninterested in his attempt to uh, hold up the nail salon'
2: mm-hmm. Everybody get out! Give me all the money! It's got the boxes! Give me all the money! Get down! Where's the money? Give me the money! Where's the money? Hello. Everybody give me everything! Where's the money?
4: <laughs> uh, I think it was his, his presentation was unconvincing and I don't think he had a firearm. I think that might've been part of the problem, but also maybe those people just didn't give a fuck. They're like, fuck it. I'm getting my nails done. Shoot me. I guess. <laughs> uh, it was great. Podcast listeners. You're going to have to check out, uh, either you can check out the docket, uh, which will be posted in the show notes. Or you can just watch the video of this on uh, YouTube, Odyssey, etc, etc. Or you can catch the VOD on Twitch, too. Anyway, we're going to move on to the RFK Jr. section of this week's um, show. Here's an ad he did about uh, drug addiction.
0: We are losing the war on drugs. Um, What policies or ideas do you have that would change that? What's your platform on substance use and overdose? Um, We need we need help um, desperately.
6: You know, I have my own history of addiction. So I was an addict for 14 years, between starting one after my dad died till I was 28 years old. And I, you know, I'm very active in, uh, in recovery. Over my you know, 40 years uh, working these programs, I've taken hundreds and hundreds of people into different forms of recovery. And I have a very good idea of what works and a vision for what we need to do in this country. And we need to make addiction treatment easy, simple, cheap, and that's what we need to build here. And you know, what I would do as president, I would, I would decriminalize marijuana. I will make safe banking laws for people who are selling it, but I will tax it federally and I will use that money to build these healing centers in rural areas, depressed rural areas all over the country where kids can grow organic food and, and eat good, eat well heal themselves spiritually physically um, and uh, and emotionally beautiful model it, and not only for fentanyl but also for the many many kids who are now uh, stuck on ssris and are suffering
4: yeah fucking i knew that was going to be in here fucking shout out to scientology i guess
6: other forms of depression we need to start healing our country this is going to be my peace corps program and my uncle had the Peace Corps. I'm gonna build these rehab centers all over the country, these farms, healing healing camps where people can go, where our American children can go and find themselves again and come back and become contributing members to our society. If you like this video and you wanna help me become president, no, 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 no. no. I don't wanna help
4: you become president. That that fuck smelled a little like Xenu, if you ask me. Um so there are there may be ways in which some uh, psychiatric medicine is overprescribed, but um, putting that in the same camp as people who have uh, putting it in the same category as people who are addicted to something like fentanyl is, uh, I think, irresponsible and uh, ableist. So here's um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. giving a speech to the New Hampshire State Senate. FYI, this was a little bit of a slower news week, so we do have some longer uh, clips that I uh, grabbed to uh, fill some time here, because a lot was happening, but there wasn't a lot of clips this
6: week. Thank you, Speaker Packard. And I want to also send greetings to Lou Alessandro, um, and I'm grateful for this opportunity to speak to the New Hampshire State Senate. Um, my family has a long history and deep history in this state, going back to my great grandparents, Honey Fitz and and Patrick Kennedy. My grandfather, Joseph Kennedy, spent his summer camps at Lake Wine Oak um, up in Wolfsboro. I grew up camping and hiking every summer and every winter in New Hampshire, hiking the presidential range. I talked with uh, Speaker Packard and saw his beautiful, uh, photographs of some of those peaks. I told them that I'd spent many nights on Mount Washington in the huts in the middle of the winter skiing Tuckerman's Ravine. Uh, I hiked in the summer times, the Presidentials, but also Osceola, a, a Tri-Pyramid, uh, Mount Kerrigan, Mount Flume, and many, many others. Um, my brothers cut trails for their summer job at, at uh, Waterville Valley, and, uh, and I'm very proud that Tommy Corcoran named the steepest... We get it.
4: You under, you've you been to New Hampshire.
6: ...father who loved to ski there as well. Um, I'm here because uh, I am going to participate in this primary in this state. I oppose the DNC's decision to evict New Hampshire from the first in nation status, which is so important, I think, to our country. Uh, it is Why is
4: it important to our country that New Hampshire specifically is the first primary? why is that the reason that they want to change it is because new hampshire is like less like representative it's less it's it's less like a state like california that's more representative of the uh, nation's demographics as a whole that's why they wanted to move it out of new hampshire new hampshire new hampshire went like a forward rally
6: new hampshire plays a critical role in vetting candidates for the rest of the country and in-
4: I think we should do all the primaries on the same day, that'd be fun.
6: The states are content with having politicians come in with money that they've gotten from billionaires and carpet bombing the state from 30,000 feet with advertising or staging occasionally rallies that are heavily orchestrated uh, where the crowds are heavily screened and they're kind of a kabuki theater of democracy. But here, politicians get real democracy. They encounter people, they have to go to the hair salons, the barber shops, the diners, the gas stations. They have to talk to the 80-year-old lady who reads the Financial Times and The Economist every week and ask them a question and a follow-up those
4: monthly question. Publications?
6: Another follow-up question that they will never get from CNN. They will never get it from the New York Times even. And it's retail politics. And they are vetting our candidates the same way that they would vet a city council candidate or a local mayor and they do it for the rest of the country and the other thing that's very important
4: about we want the good we want the lily white state of new hampshire to vet the candidates for the rest of the country is kind of what he's saying
6: is that there 42 percent of the people in this state are registered independents? It's the highest of any state and the importance of that right now is that those are people who are critical thinkers, they're independent thinkers.
4: Why do you think
2: that?
6: They're able to step outside of that fixed, paralyzing iceberg of partisanship that has our country at each other's throats. They're able to look at candidates without the ideology blocking their vision and really judge the candidates on what they say and be
4: But open to independent them. doesn't mean you're non-ideological it just means that you're not registered with uh, the, any of the political parties
6: that are not la- locked in that, that ideological uh, 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 razor grip um right now it's particularly important at New Hampshire that we that we have a real democracy and a democratic election in New Hampshire There's so many Americans who believe that the system now is rigged, the economic system, but also the political system, that the elections are fixed. But how does making New Hampshire first do that? Old standard for political elections, people don't question the results, and we ought to be the Democratic Party, particularly, ought to be making this election a template for uh, for democracy to our country and to the rest of the world and say we're gonna have a real democracy where candidates meet human beings, are questioned by them, have town halls, and deal with all of the difficulties of retail politics. And, uh, and we need to show the American people that is particularly important at this time, um, for another reason. And the, I believe that the motto of the granted state, live free and die, is not just a motto. The many people in New Hampshire take that personally. They have a fierce pride in liberty. Over 500 New Hampshire men died in the American Revolution to give us our freedoms, to give us our rights, along with 25,000 elsewhere in our country. And today, those rights are under attack like never before in our history. In the last three years, there's been an all-out assault on the Bill of Rights. We now have, for the first time, the government participating in censorship of political dissent of people who are criticizing federal policies. We saw churches closed. We saw freedom of worship threatened. Every church in this country was closed for a year without any scientific citation, without any. uh, This is
4: incorrect. I mean, it's not like the fucking scientists were like, close the churches. They were like, stay away from each other. Like that was it. Was stay don't don't be in enclosed spaces with people for long periods of time. That was he's just he's full of shit right here. He's lying.
6: Process no notice and comment public hearings, all of that was just abolished, and a, a bureaucrats just decided to close all the churches, and they went after freedom of assembly. They shut down. They said we have to social distance, we have to lock ourselves in our house. They went after that we fifth, weren't locked in our houses uh, uh, rights to Stop being a drama queen. They closed down 3.3 million businesses in this country with no due process, no just compensation. And no, they got P- there were PPP loans guarantees against warrantless searches and seizures with all this intrusive um, government uh, track and trace surveillance and American track and trace was opt in records before leaving their homes or entering a public building and they abolished jury trials for whole whole classes of defendants oh they for wait who did what wait wait wait, what 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 uh, uh,
4: they abolished jury trials for whole classes of defendants most people accused of a crime don't go to trial they just plead out
6: tell uh, no matter how grievous your injury no matter how negligent their conduct or reckless You could, Americans could not sue them for the redress. The Seventh Amendment is very simple. It says, no American shall be deprived of the right of a jury before a trial of their peers in cases or controversies exceeding $25. There is no pandemic exception. And the framers knew all about pandemics and epidemics. There was an epidemic, two epidemics during the Revolutionary War a malaria epidemic that decimated the armies of Virginia, a smallpox epidemic that affected New Hampshire at the very time when Benedict Arnold's armies conquered Montreal and they had to withdraw from Montreal because their troop strength was so low because of smallpox. Otherwise, today, Canada would be part of the United States. The framers knew that. They also, between the end of the revolution and the ratification of the Bill of Rights. There were epidemics in every city in this country, smallpox epidemics, cholera epidemics, um, yellow fever epidemics that killed tens of thousands of people, including many of the family members of the framers. And yet they did not put an epidemic exception in the United States Constitution. They wrote that document for hard times, not for easy times during the Civil War when the confederate were sent, confederate government was sending agents provocateur to every american city northern city to drum up draft riots abraham lincoln tried to arrest the confederates when they came in they knew who they were and he suspended habeas corpus and the chief justice of the supreme court roger taney said "You can't do it even even if the life of the nation is at stake, you cannot do it. Even we, in the Civil War, there were 659,000 people who died. Is the equivalent of 7.7 million 7, 200,000 today much worse than the pandemic? And yet the Supreme Court said you cannot suspend the Constitution, no matter what. Is more important than anything. And today, now we have all these new surveillance technologies. We have digital currencies. AI technology, which is frightening. Uh, GPS technologies, 400,000 low-level satellites that are gonna look at every square inch of the earth every day. It has been the ambition of every totalitarian regime in history to control every aspect of human behavior. They've never been able to do it, but they can do it now. And it's, it's so important that we counter that threat strengthening and fortifying our democratic institutions not weakening them and that begins with the Bill of Rights and it includes the New Hampshire primary and I want it I'm gonna be in this state fighting to win every vote I can in New Hampshire Republican Democratic and independent and I when I'm elected president and I'm ahead of the Democratic Party I'm gonna pour concrete on an ocean that New Hampshire is first in the nation. Thank you
4: very much. But like why the fuck do you care so much that New Hampshire is the first? The reason he doesn't want like um a southern state to be first, I think we're doing South Carolina or North Carolina first? I forget. Um He thinks he has a chance in these states, but if he goes to a state where there's a more representative population, where there's basically not a bunch of white people, um, he's going to get fucking clobbered in the first primary. And so that's why he wants this, but he doesn't have any control over this. And I think the states have the ultimate say anyway. Anyway, I'm not an expert on all this stuff. I just know that uh, this guy is this guy's a fucking problem. This guy's not going to beat Joe Biden, but he's a fucking problem. And uh, <clears throat> here's a this one's going to be a little bit longer too. We're probably not going to watch the whole thing because this is quite long. But this is a uh, Tim Pool saying that RFK Junior is winning
7: from Rasmussen, Thirty five percent of Democrats think RFK Junior could win. The latest Resmussen report, national telephone and online survey, found forty nine percent of likely voters have a favorable impression of RFK Junior, including fourteen percent with a very favorable opinion. 38% view Kennedy unfavorably, including 18%, with a very unfavorable impression, while another 14 are not sure. So uh, this is it. I, you know, we're not, we're not, we don't have the rest of the data. That's that's the, the general idea right here. Well, you you, RFK you don't have it, Tim, because you couldn't be fussed to look it up. In the double digits. We're seeing something interesting. A lot of people have suggested this could be our last election, both on the left and the right. Or maybe, maybe 2020 was our last sort of election, I guess, with ballot harvesting and all the rules being changed and all the and and COVID lockdown, can you really even call it? Maybe twenty sixteen was the last. Because whatever's gonna coming up in twenty twenty four, it'll approximate an election. Yeah. Like twenty twenty did, but it's going to be very, very weird. So there will be something, but you're gonna have what? RFK Junior, Trump? Like who, I mean, who are the, who are the candidates going to be? The fact is, the uh, most likely it looks like Donald Trump, like Donald Trump and Joe Biden fighting to an extreme degree. You've got the media smearing RFK Jr. to an extreme degree, but he's pulling in double digits near 20 or mm-hmm. consistently around 20%. It seems like the system's starting to fracture. Smearing him but it's not a smear
4: to like t- to like tell people what he says and what he believes. Like, that's not a smear. That's just reporting on what the man has said. The man has a long history of saying dumb shit about vaccines. And more recently, about a dumb shit about 5G.
7: A bunch of different ways. So it's hard to know exactly who's going to win. But I did see another poll that said Democrats are more likely to vote third party than Republicans, which suggests a Trump victory. Because if RFK Jr. runs as an independent, (laughs) he's not going to Democratic nomination or if they put Biden in, it's then it will split the Democrat vote. Yeah. Do you think RFK Jr. would run as an independent or will he pull a Bernie?
8: There's all kinds of reports that he's considering running independent. He hasn't told me personally he what better. he's going to do, but he might as well. I mean, he has so much. When they
4: doubt. say pull a Bernie, that means accept that the other candidate got more votes and <clears throat> drop out gracefully. That's what they mean when they say pull a Bernie.
8: There's no reason. If he has the funding, there's no reason for him not to. Right? And
9: do you think the Democrats would let him touch the debate stage? No.
4: no. You don't yeah. think so? Well, that's yeah, because course. we, like, we don't do that. Like, when there's an incumbent president, when was the, I don't think there's, have we ever had debates when there was an incumbent president running again? Were there ever debates on that side? I, there, maybe sometime in the history of the country that happened, but
7: I keep, I'm drawing a blank. Of course not. I mean, look, they yeah. cut Andrew Yang's microphone off. Yeah,
4: Remember it, was that? That oh, was yeah. yeah it was absurd. That was hilarious. It was absurd. I mean, you you know, can't I mean that mind. was, uh, you know, it's a little unfair, but, but, you know, whatever. Cut Andrew Yang's microphone off. Fuck it
8: on a debate stage like there's no way that he would be able i mean already i'm trying to find the numbers right now but uh a significant number of democrats democrats feel biden is too old so yes there's infighting the republicans but the democrats don't want their most likely uh incumbent nominee right now i mean this is not looking good for me and i'm not uh, a, a political consultant by any means but rfk can only benefit even if he doesn't end up being the democrat nominee why not just push forward so many moderates are looking at him like hey this it,
4: no it's be- not moderates it's fucking kooks that are looking at him and the people like the, in, the poll numbers are the poll numbers are like the favorable opinion of him is probably just legacy right they remember bobby kennedy and people just aren't like that not everybody is so online as we are right and so they don't know that this guy is saying I mean, the things he said about 5G or whatever, or or radio frequencies and shit on the Joe Rogan show, were just disconnected from reality. And if regular regular people heard that, they'd be like, what the fuck? But most people actually don't listen to Joe Rogan.
8: The same way that there were moderates who didn't think of themselves as any particular party who ended up voting for Trump because they felt like he represented something, I think RFK in some way could win ground back for the Democrats. Not... Every single one, but I think that he represents something the Democrats I
4: think he would turn people off four to one, actually, toward the Democratic Party. For every one person he brought
10: into the fold, he'd turn off uh, four people like me
8: in a long time
10: there's a lot of boomers i think that would would uh, that would appeal to him or that would he would appeal to just because of of the fact that he's a kennedy uh adrian curry made this great or called him this great thing and I, i adrian
4: curry you mean q avon adrian curry that that adrian curry
10: from her the the son of camelot there's a lot of people that are older letter older gen x and and boomers that still harken back to that you know the camelot era the the way that they looked at at uh, the kennedys and and all that stuff and a lot of the stuff that he's saying is the stuff that people that are fairly anti-government get into even he's got a lot of influence even in the Libertarian Party. Um, Which personally, I don't understand it so much other than his anti war and anti, like, kind of pharmaceutical stance. Um, But Scientologists love him too. Or at least skepticism. But I do think that he would appeal to a significant portion of the older Democrats. Yeah, he
8: doesn't have the same progressive edge in some ways. I mean, look at what's going on right now. He is spending all of his time in New Hampshire, he's focused there.
4: Because it's the only state that he can win. It's the only state where it looks like he can win. So he's going to focus all his attention there
8: going to concentrate. South Carolina, the Democratic uh, the the D Triple C is already saying we want South Carolina to primary first, and this is really upsetting New Hampshire's voters. Oh, yeah. And they oh, yeah. they are saying you are going to give the states to Republicans. Obviously, they don't carry a lot of electoral votes. On the other hand, they are traditionally the first in the nation. So,
4: so, so that's is that is that the reason to do New Hampshire first? Just because that's what we did before? I think we should pull that shit out of a hat. See who gets to go first. I think that'd be pretty cool, right? Just fucking pull it out of a hat.
8: ...saying, I'm going to focus on you guys, you are the state that I I, I will pay attention to, shows uh, an interest in keeping with some traditions and some balances of power that the Biden wing of the Democratic Party is willing to abandon.
7: What what if it is RFK? I mean, you look... It's
4: not going to be. ...can't campaign. He's going to get clobbered in California. He's going to get clobbered in New York.
7: He can't travel around the country. No. I mean, the, the, the big news, which we'll get into in a second, is that he's got CPAP marks on his yeah. face now, and he's 80 years old. The dude is unwell, yeah. and we've known he's been, he's got... Ma- no, no, that, like, the CPAP machine, that's, that's
4: your thing? That's your, like, come on. That's all you can come up with, is that he needs a CPAP machine?
7: Metal plates in his head, he, he can't talk straight. He can't travel around this country... RFK Jr. Cannon what, what is he 69 years old? Yeah. yeah. He's also fit. Got that video Shit. of him, you yeah. know, uh, fucking
4: roids, steroids is what that looked like to me. There's a certain way that your body looks from steroids, but I'm not a medical professional.
7: Uh, he's the lifting. bench pressing. Bench pressing? Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh he's going to be able to go around and get votes. He's going to be able to build his profile. He does have a difficult time speaking though, with all due respect. And 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 that matters, but he's still been able to he's he's still going to be No, able to I think
4: that the, I boss. think that I think still that most liberals and lefties uh, don't Aren't gonna aren't gonna hold uh, RFK Jr.'s speech impediment against him. I don't. I, that's I, that has nothing to do with
7: why I think he can go fuck himself. Podcast do town halls. Biden cannot. I think. How people- could Gavin Newsom beat someone like RFK Junior?
8: True, and I think even with oh
4: Gavin Newsom <laughs> oh that'd be great in twenty eight if the Democratic primary is Gavin Newsom and RFK Junior. <clears throat> Gavin Newsom would just absolutely clobber rfk jr he would just the messaging out of his campaign would just be playing clips of this of the opponent saying crazy things about 5g and vaccines there's a clip of him talking to dane Wigington from geoengineering watch about chemtrails gavin Newsom's a bit of a scumbag but if he uh, runs in 28 and uh, uh, rfk jr is his opponent i would I would probably can I would probably consider picking up a consulting gig for his campaign because I know everything about RFK Jr.
8: I'm not sure what to call it maybe a speech impediment with the RFK has you you hear it once you get used to it with Biden he just yeah. doesn't have any actual cohesive thoughts I mean there is there is not it would be terrifying to trump. put him on it yeah, yeah he doesn't
9: have a speech impediment the lights are literally out whereas <laughs> rfk jr is a really smart guy but do you did that guy just you know, say trump, trump is stupid basically made the prediction on his twitter show that it's going to be gavin newsom and as a california yeah. that scares me uh, yeah. to death like you you think you think rfk jr could be gavin no yes
4: absolutely not absolutely not gavin newsom is so good at retail politics absolutely not
7: really absolutely. Okay, I mean, why? isn't, uh, well, do you think the establishment will let pulling up? Bu- well, no, 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 no. I, yeah. I'm saying if you if were to the place, Gavin, to decide, yeah, if you put yeah. Gavin Newsom on a stage with RFK Jr., RFK Jr. wins, no question. I totally agree. How? Now, whether or not the establishment, the machine, the media. Dude, Gavin was, uh, Newsom is like a good looking guy. <clears throat> like, hell of people
4: like Gavin Newsom because they kind of got a little bit of a crush on him. Not really my type. He's too, like, clean cut and whatever. But, um, yeah, Gavin Newsom, uh, Gavin Newsom. Runs <clears throat> Gavin Newsom. If he runs in twenty twenty eight
7: during the primary, he might get off. He would get probably get off fifty states. Different question. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I think in terms of, I, I think Trump would have a hard time debating RFK Jr. Yeah, uh, RFK Jr. is doing a fantastic job. He's got he's got Trump supporters being like, we like this guy, and people actually saying Trump RFK Jr. Uh, uh, Trump Kennedy is the ticket.
9: Yeah, I mean, which that, would be legendary. Yeah, that I mean, seriously. Yeah, massive. Yeah,
4: I. Except I mean, that R- would R- never R- work because Trump is trying to <clears throat> take credit for the vaccine. And RFK Jr. thinks it's a fucking bioweapon and shit. That, that's not going
7: okay, like to work. That. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> we,
10: if Elon's right about it being like the funniest outcome being the most likely, then then bring it on. <laughs> then you know? Trump
9: Kennedy. Yeah. Well, he, he got that Twitter spaces where he had... Uh Kelly Slater on it, Tulsi Gabbard, like mm-hmm. all of these people that sort of represent this anti establishment wing that's not even tied to a political party. It's just a cultural sentiment yeah. happening. So when you have the best surfer in the world that's getting on oh, like, like Twitter Slater? spaces, yeah, dude, he was on the he was invited to the spaces. And so when you have the best surfer in the world, like, like does anybody look even there, know the yeah, name Kelsey of a professional on, surfer? That There's nothing wrong show. with being a professional surfer. I just don't think the
4: professional building. surfer has the kind of pull this guy thinks they do and uh listen dude i know you're from san diego and all i don't know this guy's from san diego he just gives me big san diego vibes but most people don't know any of the names of any professional surfers
9: it is interesting though you go back to the libertarian side of him that on issues like pharmaceuticals he is pro 2a at least he says but then he's hype, not always and there are old clips that are coming out now where he's like okay dude but on top of that like he's super big government on issues of environmentalism it's like okay so are you a green new
7: deal president because that's yeah he probably is and there are a lot of people who are probably saying, yes, I want that. There are there are probably a lot of Democrats who know that Biden can't win and absolutely vote, would vote Biden can win. you're probably older ones. The younger ones, they just believe whatever they hear in the media and it's laughably yeah. sad. Not all of them, but a lot of them. It, it is it's a kind of weird thing, right? You, you find like older Democrats won't believe you when you tell them what the media says, and younger Democrats believe whatever the media says. Oh, is that how this works? <clears throat>
8: They were raised on TV either. Isn't basically?
7: Tim Pool the media?
8: Putting them in front of the yeah. TV, they just trust it. It's like having an, another adult in their lives. Uh, I also think they have made it so distrusting the media is a right-wing thing. And so yeah. if it's trendy to be left-wing, you can't... Uh, well, that's what you were, have to trust. It's yeah. what
7: you were saying. If, if uh, uh, Joe Biden, uh, hypothetically, is in, in his bathroom and stumbles out of the shower to grab his dog's tail and then breaks his ankle... If you report that in any way that's negative, they'll call you right wing. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <clears throat>
4: <clears throat> but if you make that up, what you are is a confabulator.
7: And I was like, but that, that's a that's thing that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah.
9: Like, and by the way, shouldn't shouldn't everybody be concerned about his age? If he were to run again, he'd be eighty five at the end of his next term. But how
7: old's Trump? So it's yeah, like there's no way he can run. No.
8: He's going to beat his own record as the nation's oldest president.
7: Yeah. yeah. I, but I, but we've we've long speculated. That they will criminally charge Joe Biden. He will get, who's, who's biased, get arrested. Who's they? Maybe on the documents, maybe on the corruption. And then they'll say, we're not biased. We're going after Trump and Joe Biden. Who's they? hearing the way for someone like Newsom.
8: Mm-hmm. 538 has them at a...
7: There's no time for that.
4: <clears throat> There's no time for that plan.
8: A 54.8% disapproval rating right now and a 4% Biden? approval. Mm-hmm. Wow. So It's
7: like historically bad. It's like, I yeah. think, only only behind Carter
8: right I mean it's it's awful and it's been awful all the time and he's not doing anything to make it better I mean right now what, <laughs> hey, what he's, on his, he's on his tour about broadband internet which is interesting and great but you actually can't have him talk at all because no. and I, this feels so disrespectful to say but he is ill he is not okay he
10: is not capable so, of being compelling to an audience even
8: with a uh, uh, which should be a slam dunk this broadband tour you know he he can't win support because the more he's in public the more people become concerned
10: I think that part of the reason, I think I don't think that that's a compelling issue for the American people. I think this guy's wrong. I live in the Bay Area, and I've
4: always struggled with unreliable internet. And I live in the Bay Area. This is a compelling issue. Think about people who live further out. Think about what their available internet is like. Like, I I don't think you really think the broad, the broad, especially after
8: COVID, there were so many rural communities that struggled Well, everyone else is like, you just do things online and communities like, like I think of West Virginia and all the mountains, like you could not have school online because there is not, there are communities that don't have internet at home.
7: And we, and it took us six months to get internet. At, can, at, wow. at both locations. It's yeah. insane. And it costs tens of thousands of dollars to get them to actually trench and then lay the lines down to the to the note or whatever.
4: Yeah. It was nuts. It took I'm
8: not saying it's like the single biggest But that's because, Tim,
7: to. you live in a fucking
4: compound in the middle of nowhere with like, it's like the it's like Lord of the Flies there, except everybody's 40.
8: Makes a difference, especially if you're a state that wants to develop business. I mean, you might be able to speak to this more. But uh, if you're trying to lure young people in, you're saying, oh, you can work remotely now. Well, then you need guaranteed solid Internet access. So it's not enough to have affordable housing (sighs) or people buy land. Like if you cannot work from home then the idea that you would move to a rural state like West Virginia, Maine, uh, Wyoming to a certain extent. I feel you know, like there are isu-
10: I feel like there are issues that are more motivating that are more top of mind. I'm not saying people. it's the
8: only issue. I'm just saying I think it does make a big difference especially I in think the
4: girlfriend group. is right. I think it's yeah. <clears throat> it's not like super compelling. It's not like a um it's not like one of those issues that gets people fired up, but it's like real policy about things that are important. That's why his team is doing this because it's real. It's not It's not fucking red meat for anybody. He's trying to appeal to those people, maybe people who aren't like hyper-partisan.
11: Because
10: I feel like people now now are still feeling pressures from uh, inflation. And I do think that one of the things that's most most salient most pressing on people's minds is the stuff with the with lg with this year's pride month yeah Yeah. Um, in june
8: in particular yeah
10: again like i said i was i was out in california a couple weeks ago talking to my friends that are not uh you know super politically active and they are talking about the you know the things that are going on in schools and stuff that's going on at target and that's something the the controversies that you and your people have manufactured out of thin air kids and parents are laser focused on the thing that is going to most make them anxious or concerned about their kids. And I think that that kind of stuff is the stuff that if he were going to be able to produce a compelling message that could help his his numbers, I feel like that's where it would be and I don't think that he is in a a place where, or I don't think the Democrats at all are in a place where they could actually say, look, we do condemn these types of things. And I think that that- Which types of things? One of the reasons why he's got such bad poll numbers.
7: (laughs) Thanks (laughs) for (laughs) watching this clip from the Timcast IRL podcast. These people, the only one that said anything
4: that made any fucking sense was the the gal on that. She was like, hey, actually, uh, this is important. The uh, broadband service and lack of it in a lot of communities is important. It's not that you don't have internet. It's that it's a fucking unreliable. That's the problem. It's not that it isn't there. It's that for a lot of people, it's unreliable. A lot of people are still getting their internet via uh, DSL, which is over fucking phone lines. It's Getting better, but, you know, if you live outside of uh, the city or the suburbs or whatever, in a lot of cases, you're, you're, you're in real trouble. You're in real trouble. And there are places that have done a really good job. Uh, where there's municipal Wi-Fi, or the county has propped up Wi-Fi, or the county has, the county or the state has um, pressured internet companies to extend their their service out to people, but that's not everywhere. Like they were talking about West Virginia, yeah, that's not West Virginia, right? Maybe, maybe more, you know, they were talking about uh, New Hampshire. Maybe in New Hampshire, it might be, fu- it might be better because there's the socioeconomic socioeconomic status of people there is uh, different than that of West Virginia. Anyway, here's uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who's also running for uh, president as a Republican. He thinks that uh, Republicans are going to vote for a guy named Vivek. Uh, If he was a Democrat and he was a good candidate, I'd vote for him. Uh, But I don't think Republicans are going to vote for this guy. Also, I think he's just running for the uh, intellectual dark web, if we're being honest.
6: Uh, Just say a few words about you having that on your list, that truth is a good thing to seek.
12: Yeah. Truth is the North Star of not only this campaign, I think it's the North Star of the values that undergird this country. The First Amendment, I think, is founded on truth. The Establishment Clause, which actually prevents the establishment of a single religion in the United States, was all about actually protecting. Ins- it
4: protects it and <clears throat> prevents the establishment of any religion, not a single one. You can't establish all of them either.
12: Instead, paving the way for free speech and open debate also included in the First Amendment. So I think part of this is woven into our Constitution because it's a theory about the pursuit of truth itself. The path to truth runs through free speech and open debate. That's how we do it on Earth. In a divine kingdom of heaven, it may reveal itself in a different way, but on Earth, when we live in the the world that you and I live in currently, Dr. Paul, (laughs) we sort that out. The best, last best path that we have to get there is free speech and open debate. And I think that is enshrined in our constitution. And so in many ways, that's what motivates me. Well, the free speech is, but the open
4: debate part is uh, uh, kind of up for interpretation, right? Because what if I don't want to debate
12: somebody? Then I guess we're not having an open debate. Then what? Just to bring it to a practical level, one of the things that I'm doing in this campaign is speaking the truth, at least my beliefs, unapologetically. And if that's the right political strategy, great it'll be for the people of this country to decide and i'll be the next president of the united states in 2025. <laughs> but know, i would rather lose that election and still speak what the truth is at every step of the way than to play some political snakes and ladders and i think that's part of what's actually had be the shoots and ladders. campaign to get it off the ground in the early days yeah no more i
4: yeah that guy's like he almost said speak my truth which is some fucking which is some like um Crystal healing energy shit, but he caught himself and he said, "Speak my opinion or my views on things," which was better than saying "speak my truth," I suppose, because that would have, been, I would have been like, "Oh, dude, you don't have to do that. You don't have to speak your truth. You're, you don't run an artisan cupcake shop." All right, uh not a big fan of Mike Pence, but uh I think he handled this as well as uh, you. You probably could have, all things considered. Here he is at what appears to be a campaign event. Mike Pence doesn't have a chance either.
0: If it wasn't for your vote, we would not have Joe Biden in the White House. Right. Joe Biden shouldn't be there. And all those wonderful things that you and Trump were doing together would be continuing, and this country would be on the right path. Do you ever second-guess yourself? That was a constitutional right that you had to send those votes back to the states.
13: The Constitution of the United States in Article 2, Says the job of the Vice President is to serve as the presiding officer of a joint session where you open and count the votes. Don't take my word for it, go read the Constitution. Not really, I say this with great affection and respect. The Constitution is very clear. My job was to oversee a session of Congress where objections could be heard, and I made sure that objections would be recognized. So we would hear whatever evidence or whether debate there was, but the Constitution says you open and count the votes no more no less Constitution affords no authority for the vice president or anyone else to reject votes or return votes to the states never been done before should never be done in the future I'm sorry ma'am but that's actually what the Constitution says no vice president in American history ever asserted the authority that you have been convinced that I had. and I want to tell you With all due respect, I said before, I said when I announced President Trump was wrong about my authority that day, and he's still wrong.
4: Yeah, I don't like Mike Pence, but fucking, that's the right answer when someone comes at him like that. He's like, I did not have that authority. He's like, this is my interpretation of the Constitution. I don't like Mike Pence, and I'm glad he has no chance of winning the presidency ever, because he's terrifying. Um, He is a competent uh, politician, and he is a terrifying person. So pretty glad that he has no chance, but he did handle that very well. Here's a, this is, you know, if you ask your uh, band at your religious event or your uh, Christian nationalist event or whatever, if you ask the band to play the national anthem, Um,
13: make sure they know how to play the
4: national anthem.
13: I want him to play our great national anthem, and then we're going to partake together. Let's all stand. Come on. We should honor God at this point. Come on. Let's honor our country.
4: They don't know it. (laughs) Is anybody in the crowd laughing?
1: Of the free
2: and the home
1: of the brave.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody in chat's like, I, "I refuse to stand for the national anthem, but since that wasn't it, I'd stand up for that shit." I don't know. Maybe it was a remix. <laughs> here's uh here's Tucker Carlson looking a little haggard, and um, you know, doing what he does, uh, making up making up little stories, lying. And this this uh, this part lying about uh January uh sixth, of course. He so just looking just looking a little disheveled,
14: just a little disheveled. And that was a tip off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that U.S law enforcement or military agents he said anything to do with it that never crossed my mind i never thought that there was it was a false flag or anything like that i'm not a conspiracist by temperament wait I what i thought that um and then i interviewed the chief of the capitol police stephen sund in an interview that was never aired on fox by the way i was fired before it could air um i i'm gonna interview him again but stephen Sund was the totally non-political Worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January sixth, and he said, "Oh yeah, 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 that crowd was filled with federal agents." What? Yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. So the more time has passed, now it's been.
4: Yeah, somebody in chat said he looks a little like Russell J. in That, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue. He does have a little bit. I, I was waiting for him to start talking about uh, the postal service and the the, the galaxy and stuff like that. But I don't know. Did them, does, is the fucking, maybe the chief of the Capitol police is cooked. I don't know. I've never met the chief of the Capitol police. Maybe it's the former chief of the Capitol police, or maybe that never happened. Who knows? So everybody heard about the incident where there was a, supposedly or allegedly or whatever, some, uh, cocaine at the white house, which I, you know, I I can get with that. I'd love to do a rail off of some fucking some famous fucking statue or some shit in the White House. That would be fantastic. I'd have to never talk about it for a while, but that'd be great. Anyway, uh, actually, here's a somebody on Fox News suggesting that they uh they uh, planted it themselves to distract from the economy.
12: So does all of this what billows up for Joe? It. It, so they're writing off the age issue. That's not, I mean, they're, they're basically saying it's not an issue. Their it would have to be something that really came to light that made him, that exposed the Biden crime family. I mean, at this point, it would have to be something that rose to a level
15: of a Watergate level, which we're already way past that. We're so far past that. And, and the problem, and this is the problem with all this, it's so bad and it gets so you know so bad to the point that I think a lot of people start to tune it out and they're like, well, this isn't really- Exactly right. I, and and then and then they get away with murder. And and quite frankly, I, I was sort of half joking when I said that I thought that the White House press office planted the cocaine just so they wouldn't have to talk about like the economy and everything else. But they would rather talk about uh, Hunter Biden, the crackhead. You think than, so? Oh, they would much rather talk about that than they would r- rather defend his record. Sure. Uh, and to run on. The um, you know the the real genuine corruption that runs deep through the entire because hunters family. like
12: they can say well that's just the drug addict yeah, he's over a here he's, he's a crackhead whatever just
15: yeah, interesting. hookers crack you know that's what they want to talk about uh, even as they sort of punt it to the to the lawyers also they they can uh, by punting it to his lawyers they can sort of pretend like they don't have to talk about yeah and then just say it's the Hatch Act the yeah. Hatch Act the Hatch Act it's their new their their new catch all phrase incredible,
4: so I don't know the details of this but um, <clears throat> traces there's like a trace amount of cocaine that could get that could get somewhere any by any method people who don't even do cocaine might have brought in a trace amount of cocaine somehow who knows and actually i think it's kind of cool i mean uh, you know coke's bad for you and i don't think anybody in the chat should do coke but you know it's a uh, you know kind of kind of is what it is Anyway, don't worry. Newsmax actually thinks it was Kamala Harris's cocaine, not for, you know, for whatever reason.
16: Hi, everybody. This is the White House, of course, from a side view. Right next to the White House is the West Wing, where all the senior administration officials have offices. The Oval Office is there. And this is the White House and the West Wing and some cocaine. Uh, yeah, you know the story by now. Uh, still in. Invest- is that a picture of it? We all suspect we all pretty much know it's Hunter's. However, there are some other possibilities. It might be theoretical, might be a one billionth of a chance, but I think there's a chance.
11: Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? (laughs) You exist in the context.
0: Of all in which you live, Uh,
4: this this to me does not. This doesn't strike me as the mannerisms of somebody who's uh, under the influence of cocaine
0: before you. Uh,
16: Okay, so um, it would explain a lot. (laughs) Uh, Probably not her. Again, I'm going with Hunter. Uh, I'm also going with this. We're not getting a straight story from the White House again. That's not the kind of operation that Joe Biden runs as president. And well, why would he? Why would he be straight with the American people now When he hasn't been his entire political career from time to time, it's important to remind everybody about how this guy arrived on the national scene. I mean, in a big way, the first time the whole country got a look at this guy when he was running for president. The first time we were disgusted, quite frankly.
4: Well, he's the president now. The. The. It's if it's trace amounts of cocaine, it could just fucking come from anywhere. And if I were in charge of the fucking White House, I'd be like, just don't talk about this. That was like three specks of cocaine or what some what people believe is cocaine. It's like let's just this is stupid. There's cocaine on fucking almost all of our currency. Up next is a, a case of uh you know, be careful what you wish for. Do you remember during the pandemic that, uh, people were bragging a lot of people, a lot of right leaning people. And a lot of people on Fox were bragging about how, Oh, all the people from San Francisco and Los Angeles and New York, they're moving to Texas and Florida and they're moving to like red States. Well, they, for, they, I mean, careful what you wish for, right? Uh, Texas is getting closer and closer and closer to 50, 50. And, uh, you know, you keep getting all them San Francisco and San Jose and Los Angeles people moving to Texas, well, you know, they vote. But don't worry, uh, Greg Gutfeld thinks that they uh, shouldn't be allowed to vote. (laughs) Change states, can't vote.
11: You know, uh, Charlie, Biden has a 60% disapproval rating regarding the economy and 52% of Americans believe they're drowning in debt since uh, he took office. How can this man possibly go out there and say, you know, I'm making a difference in your life?
15: Well, because, I mean, shamelessness is the greatest virtue of any politician. You, if you can go out there and say with a straight face what everybody can look at and say that this is nuts, <laughs> then you have your le- uh, a, a great leg up with, uh, with, uh, in politics. But it is, it, it is sort of interesting, you know, uh, it, it, it's so hard to get a 55-45 break uh, in polls on things in this country. Uh, elections come down to 50-50. The idea that you have a 60-40 break, or a 60 uh, and less than 40 break on the economy, uh, I think, tells you an awful lot about how much people are hurting. And even, th- you know, when you look at something like gas prices, obviously, gas prices, and, and, you know, they boast, well, the gas prices have come down from the really, really high highs that, that I, uh, employed. Um, while that's true, the, the, they have come down from those highs. It's still higher. And people are still paying for it. And that's why inflation is absolutely destroying people's checkbooks at home. And so he can lie about it all he wants to, but people at home know it. And these are including a lot of Democrats and independents who voted for him. You know,
11: Jessica, there's a hundred billion dollars wealth migration that they were yeah. talking about, the tilts the U.S. economy, the center of it, to the south. And there's no evidence, I thought this was interesting, that reproductive rights uh, chipping away at the influx of people moving south. I thought that was unusual.
17: It is unusual. It um, is and We'll see how this plays out over time. I do know that it is a factor in the decisions about where people will go to school, like when young people are applying to colleges. Um, But I think it's wonderful that there are new boom towns and boom states. And I think that that should be celebrated. I also think that it would be great then if there are these Southern Republican controlled states that they start paying their fair share and take care of Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas and Kentucky, because I'm sick of taking care of them from up here in New York or in California because blue states pay the highest taxes. And then those federal dollars get shipped down south to make sure that they have decent schools, they have health care.
4: Whoa, that's usually an argument that liberals make that I don't like because I'm like, actually, I don't mind. I don't mind that I live in a state that is an economic juggernaut, California. And I don't mind that some of our tax dollars goes to help out states that are economically depressed. That's like I'm mad at a lot of libs for that because I'm like, oh, that's shitty, dude. That's like real shitty. You're like saying you're like saying that you want people in uh, Republican controlled states and uh, states that are, you know, lower socioeconomic class. You want the people there to suffer because of their because you don't like what their government does, Uh uh-uh.
17: etc. So by all means, South Carolina, Nancy Mace, who wants to take uh, credit for things she voted against. Please give some money to Kentucky. Help them out. Tommy Tuberville, talk about you all the time. You should be paying more and taking care of your own people instead of feeding off of Democrats that pay higher taxes.
2: Ugh. 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 Go
17: ahead. That go was go repulsive.
4: Ahead, so Yeah, actually, that's horrible. Fuck that shit. I, I, I disagree. The reason they don't like it is because what she said is true about the money, and they don't like that. I don't like it because it's shitty. Because it's like it's gross actually to think, Oh, these people should actually suffer with horrible infrastructure because their state, you know, doesn't have like the largesse of a state like California. No, that's that's terrible. But that they don't they don't this they don't they don't they didn't groan for the same reason that I kinda groaned.
18: Please, please, uh <laughs> leaders in other states just completely, you know, assault your taxpayers the way we assault ours. But why shouldn't
17: yeah. we pay for them? No, I'm. Sorry. That's not. No, where you all shouldn't. The money that, that's is not going. the.
18: That's not the argument. The point yeah. is, we are getting like, I, as a New Yorker, this is astounding. What are we? The, we pay the most. Maybe California yes. pays more.
4: It's ridiculous, wait, and yeah. we get nothing out of it. So I think that's. Well, then, but the thing is, Greg Gutfeld never going to leave New York City, right? I think that's
18: a what you're talking about is it's, it's a ridiculous point, and I don't have an answer for it.
17: <laughs> that actually happens more than you'd like.
18: To yeah. Think. Yes. Uh, but. um... I want to talk about the migration thing. This is the triumph of something I call federalism. Have you heard of that phrase? States experimenting and competing with each other, right? With other states. Some do it one way, some do it another. This is why we won't have a civil war, because people have choice to move wherever they want to go. And, and if one state speaks to you in a different way, that's the great way of doing it. And that's how Roe v. The Roe versus Wade reversal is so easy to explain to people that get so upset about it. It's like, It was taking the decision away from me, the judge, and giving it to you, the person. That's all it's about. And that's the way that's what states are all about, is that the decisions are closer to you than they
4: are to the government. And so perhaps the the argument against that is it's easier to buy politicians and exert undue influence on politicians that represent a, a, a lower number of people
18: on demand might flourish in a state with more restrictions won't. But that's the great thing about federalism. Anybody can do it. The whole point is that you fight with your feet and not with your guns, and state rights guarantee that.
15: But so one of the problems, though, with this migration is that all of the... And people talk about they worry that voters are going to s- vote the same way when they move to these red states uh, another concern is the fact that they're deadbeat voters they voted for all this nonsense in the state they left yeah. and then they leave and they don't get stuck with the bill they shouldn't yeah. be
18: allowed or, to vote
15: no, they, or, or <laughs> they, they shouldn't be allowed to, to vote until they've paid back all of the taxes yes. they voted yes. for in california but, or new york wait ta- what
19: all the taxpayers in california and new york are leaving the people right. who pay the most taxes right. are not gonna have a tax base in new york right. but many and of them right. voted
15: for the taxes yes.
4: in these places and That's then true. Leave. And and they I, leave. That's that, that's not that this is this is all bullshit. Like imagine like oh I was going to move to Nevada but they want me to finish paying for every ballot initiative that I voted for in California before I can vote in Nevada. Do I still get to vote in California? Do I get to vote for president like on federal stuff? Like What a, what a fucking dumb idea. Now if you move so that's why this is a nation. If you move somewhere you just vote there. Oh, this is great. Absolutely fucking great. This is a uh, Pearl Davis. I don't know if anybody knows who Pearl Davis is. I feel like she's going to start showing up on our, uh, on, on this sh- uh, channel a little bit more going forward. some people are calling her the uh, woman, Andrew Tate. Um, here's her on, uh, Piers Morgan talking about how women shouldn't be able to vote.
5: Welcome back to Sue Piers Morgan. I said, Sir Pearl Davis has racked up a legion of online followers and plenty of breathless newspaper coverage by sharing her incendiary views on modern feminism. The New York Post called her the female Andrew Tate. So she tapped into genuine female pushback to the excesses of wokery? Or is she just an attention seeker? We'll find out. I think
4: but it's this. She's just seeking attention.
5: sent her viral. A lot of people
19: think I'm insane because I I do.
4: This is uh, we we, we did an episode of uh, the intellectual dollar tree with her where she went on the trigonometry podcast and those guys were like, whoa, like Constantine Kissin and non Oliver were a little bit taken aback by some of the shit she was saying.
19: I'm crazy for this opinion. If anything, this is probably my most extreme opinion. 90% of women have been on birth control. One out of three women has had an abortion one out of three women has an std uh average wait one out of three women, women, women
4: has an st uh, that, that's sti one out of three women doesn't have an sti
19: or five so that your average wife has slept with over five people uh, okay women are not virgins on their wedding day she
4: would be astonished by like the body count of some of the some of my friends my god
19: so i understand the complaint
5: Okay. Well, Paul joins uh, me alongside political journalist Ava Santini. Who was nodding furiously along there to everything she heard. <laughs> uh, right, Paul, you become, you'd be called the female Andrew Tate. How do you plead?
19: Well, I, I take it as a compliment. You know, I'm a fan of Andrew Tate.
5: Of everything he says.
19: Um, it depends what we're talking about. But overall, I think he's got a good message. I think he's good for young men.
5: Okay, look, you're talking about women predominantly, uh, which is why you've got this big following. And your view is that modern feminism is deeply flawed. I would argue a lot of your proposals, like taking the vote away from women, are deeply (laughs) regressive. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to remove just from yourself the right to vote?
19: Well, um, what happened was I, I had the same view, right? Um, back when i started i was like why i found out that only five percent of women wanted the right to vote and i couldn't Wait, figure out like why would women not No, it's true it's true well, at you the look t- it up. At the time at the, the other, other the lady
4: oh uh, that's the appropriate the other lady's doing the right thing though the other lady already i like her she's just laughing at her
19: i mean that's what they say but you know i started reading their writings right and what i found out was that The reason a lot of women advocated for it was because they believed it was the beginning of the breakdown of the family. You know, before you became one in marriage, 85% of people were married. And, you know, I I hate to say it, but they were right. What has happened 100 years later? What's that gonna do with them
5: having the vote?
19: Well, it also goes back to responsibility. Um, Again, men are 80 to 90% of the military. They run all of the infrastructures that make society run. So I just think if we well,
4: want why to
19: be equal, do 50% of the hard jobs, be 50% of the military. In the U.S., um, they're fined $250,000 if they are not. They don't join um, selective service, which is essentially the draft. Okay, but on, on specifically
5: so, on the vote, what would? having the right to vote have to do with family cohesion, for example?
19: Well, because, again, before you weren't trying to divide a family. It was one family unit. You had one vote for the family. I mean, I I think it's good for a family to have
5: two votes. Ava, your mouth seems to have dropped about No, do you know what I'm saying? know,
20: I no, know. No, it's just sort of a bit galaxy brain. I feel like, you know, the, the, the stats that you're putting down are perhaps correct in some universe. Which, which They stats? just kind of don't really add up. I mean, just, just to take you back to the mm-hmm. to, to the women's writings that you've allegedly read. I mean, at Allegedly? The time, well, at what the do time, you mean allegedly? At the time that you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, women weren't really allowed you to. You
4: know what, though? Blondie us. didn't interrupt you. That blonde lady didn't interrupt you while you were talking. Pearl, shut the fuck up. Let this lady, let this lady, come on.
20: Well, yes,
19: they yes, they so were. Yes, they were. That's well, incorrect. The first okay, female well, property—the first about. female property owner was in the 1600s. The idea that women couldn't work and could not I'm so sorry, sorry it, but the that the be female, inherited No, the first. No, no. The first female—the first female millionaire was in the uh, late 1800s. And was that inherited? No. So, <laughs> so it, no, it wasn't. It was self-made. It she wasn't. was. She, no, yes, it was, it was. Self-made. Yes, it and was. She never she inherited. Just, yes. Yes, she did not inherit it. And what permitted
20: that? What? What law permitted that? Well, there was no law.
19: I mean, there's always been women that were influential in Let's get on to
20: to the vote. So what I don't understand is, you know, a part of your message, I've just, you know, I've researched you today I, and hang on a minute. Okay. You know, your, your big push is that you care about men and you don't think that men are getting enough of a say. But I thanks care of, about Hang on, too. I haven't care made the point yet okay. um, because of feminism, okay? What I wonder is when you start making calls out like repeal the 19th, women shouldn't be allowed to vote, mm-hmm. how is that helping young men? Because these young men have women in their lives. They have mothers, they have sisters, they have teachers and they turn around. They don't know how to act around women because you're giving them license to be misogynistic i I wouldn't call
4: it fuck yeah i
19: say be equal so again men do all of feminists well then okay i'd love for the feminists please apply for the oil rigs please go do the hard jobs in society they're open they're hiring because i don't equate for i I don't think men or women are equal until we do the equal work so no no listen listen go go apply to be on the oil rigs go do go be a plumber go be electrician go be on the.
4: you think there aren't women in those fields
19: And then we should have equal rights. But until feminists are willing to do that. But then on the flip side of this, I bet if, if a man
4: wants to be a nurse, she probably calls him a pussy, right?
19: I don't believe we should have the freedom without the responsibility. Okay, well I
20: don't think that I'm physically built for that. You might be, but I'm absolutely that, that's not. A you, big... No, but you, wow. you said you're a volleyball. Was... Wow. You said you were a volleyball player, and so you've got more strength than I do. I don't think But that I, don't I, don't can do those streng- I don't have more strength. Than the man. Right I don't do
5: have more strength than the average man. I don't have I don't
20: have more strength than the average man, but my Again, it goes
19: back to go be a plumber. You want to be equal? Go be that's equal. You also, right you also <laughs> but
5: you don't want you want divorce to be made illegal. Yes. Why?
19: Yes, because I don't think what we have today is really marriage. What is marriage? It's for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, in sickness and in health till death do us part. That's what marriage is
4: I mean, but that's just, be. that's not really what the marriage contract is. That's like a fucking, that's like a nicety that gets said at your wedding. The marriage contract doesn't say shit about that.
19: But feminists have ruined marriage for the people that actually believe in marriage. How? When there's a 50% divorce rate and the average marriage is eight years. Why is that is all down to the years. women, though? I, I, I didn't say that it was all down to the women. So why well, feminists what, what, I, You asked why I want divorce to be banned. Yeah. Can I finish yeah. that first? So I'm saying... You know, the people that believe in divorce go be in long term relationships. Leave marriage for the people that actually believe in for better or for worse, for richer or for
20: poor, in sickness and in health till death do us part. But doesn't the sanctity of marriage also rely on the woman being a virgin so you wouldn't be able to get married? i What do you? What do you mean? Well, you've spoken quite openly there, about how you're not a virgin, and so if you want to preserve that sanctity of marriage, I then, think, you know, you know, I, and I, wish, I just think that you're upholding standards that you don't. I, actually I, live I. By. You know, and that's a fair. That's a fair
19: complaint. I wish I was, but you know, we can't go back. I don't know what you want me to say. No, but I just but that
4: then, mean, what about the people you, who get into a marriage and then wish they hadn't?
20: be here and you get to be paid for your views and you're oh, telling other women that they shouldn't be allowed to. I, I think, actually, what, you, what, the, the,
5: on, what is the... On, the hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, what what is is the, if, I, if I may, at <laughs> some stage jump in. Um, <laughs> isn't the whole point of being a feminist though that women are entitled to have their own views?
20: Absolutely. And so I,
5: she's perfectly entitled to her views. Yeah,
20: but you can't... You might not like but them. But I'm here to challenge her. isn't them? she
5: exercising her right
4: as a... Are you a well, fan? yeah, 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 but this is... And I, I, I don't think Pierce really, like, believes what he's saying here. Pierce Morgan's generally a piece of shit, but he's pretty good at dealing with, like, Um, Dumbass American extremists. And he doesn't really believe this, but there is this notion that, that uh, a free speech or whatever means that I, I talk and you shut up. And that's not really what, what free speech is. This is, they are engaging in free speech right now. Um, I forget Pearl is saying what she's saying. And then the person who presumably uh, works with Piers Morgan is saying what she's saying. And this is all fine.
19: No, I am not. Really? <laughs> no, you know, I wouldn't don't go that far. You don't want to be a feminist? Uh, no, because I think if feminists really believed in equality, but you guys don't. I would love for you. There is an oil rig hiring. <laughs> there is an engineering.
5: I would actually firm love hiring. to see Ava
19: on.
4: no. An engineering firm. you know what happened? You know? Oh my God, women have women are in the engineering field, and they talk about like just discrimination. Being turned over for promotions, they think they should get. That's one of the things HK talks about a lot during the uh, after show on uh, for Intellectual Dollar Tree. Is that when he was working in bigger some of these bigger tech companies, but some of them were kind of shitty if you weren't a white guy or like a like an Asian or Indian guy. Everybody else kind of got like passed over for stuff.
19: Seriously, always. seriously. Uh, there is a, a building being built next to my building. Go do it, <laughs> feminists. But, Go but, do it. And me, but, and me I'm saying the same job i doing right when now. When you find the man
5: you want to get married to, are you saying you will literally, you will be with that man whatever happens the rest of your life?
19: Yes, for, for the vows that we're supposed to live by. How do you know you can keep
4: them? But that's not in the marriage contract. That's fucking a poem, essentially.
19: I, I mean, look, it, I think it's a choice. And that's the thing, like, women are so willing to leave marriages because they're not happy. This is not about happiness. The most important thing is the children. And the problem is we have a modern society where it's me, 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 my feelings, leave when I feel like it, instead of doing what's best for the kids. Ava, I've
5: got to say, it's a little about listening to Andrew Tate where some of it I really don't agree with. I don't agree with the vote stuff. When I hear things like that, I think there'll be a lot of people, especially older generation women, perhaps, who think, you know what? She's got a point.
20: Well, I mean, I believe in agency. So I think that if a woman is gonna look after her children and divorce, that's absolutely fine. I also believe in your right to speak your mind about it. What I don't understand. I'd, I'd like to what say, I don't even understand. before the 1920s,
19: Do you know what I mean? women could speak openly. This idea that like women couldn't talk the last 500 years. There have been women throughout history- I know, history the American state education have been, system has, has failed been, has, before. Has been, failing has no? been. There have been women throughout history that have read, written, and been very influential in society. Okay. So this idea like women could never do it, do you don't know What, I, what it. I
20: don't understand though, is when it gets spiteful, okay? Because you put down a few arguments that I think are perfectly, like, you know, they're kind of evangelical and they're Christian, but those are your right to say it. What I don't understand is when it kind of seeps into this sort of, you call women fat, you say that they shouldn't have are abortions, you say that they, they have you know, I mean, I would,
19: The question is, are they fat, no, yes why, or no? The average American woman is 170 pounds. That's, that pounds. That's objectively overweight. I mean, let's be honest. We <laughs> We now
5: now celebrate morbid obesity. Wait, what? Some kind of body positive thing, and it is complete (laughs) nonsense. So actually on that point again, there's a bit of truth in and this that. And pro- this is the problem. How have we come to celebrate morbid obesity as body positive? Well, it's I watched, nonsense. We're not
20: talking about morbid obesity. I was actually watching your podcast earlier and you sp- you spoke to someone who was, I, I would say probably a size 12 and you called her fat, obese, and a divorcee. She
19: was fat, obese, and a divorcee. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know what to say. This is the thing, women, we don't want to live in reality. Mm,
4: yeah, you size 12 is just like a regular a woman. woman.
19: Was she fat? Yes. Was she a divorcee? Yes. These things are just subjective.
5: Facts. okay i'm gonna have to and, objectively and she
19: insulted me first they always
5: do. i'm gonna have to objectively end the debate but it was an interesting conversation i think we should get you oh
4: my god yeah we're gonna we're gonna end up covering more of this uh pearl davis i think in the coming months here because she's getting more popular among like men's rights activist types so uh, this next story is <clears throat> we don't really have a palate cleanser this week but i think this next story is about as close as we're gonna get this is weird I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it roll. This this is this is some weird shit.
21: Yeah, these neighbors were just completely shocked because they never even knew that Rudy Farias was missing, let alone for eight years. They tell me that they knew him as Dolph, short for Rudolph. They told me they see him often, they text with him, they even hang out with him.
15: Like, I'm
22: confused right now. I'm like, what's going on?
21: These neighbors are shocked after seeing reports that missing 25-year-old Rudy Farias was found after missing for eight long years. Court records reveal his mother lives a few houses down from them, and they tell us her son lives there and they hang out with him often. He used to come in my
23: garage and
4: chill
21: with my cousin, my son, my daughter. She's at work right now, but... Yeah, boy ain't been missing since he was old. Both say they've spoken to him in the last five months and even text. Other neighbors say they've seen him living there for years. We were chilling, laughing, some good times. Some days he go to the park and sit in the park around the corner. Myself. Houston police say they got a call on Thursday about a man sleeping outside a church in Magnolia Park. He had something on him with a family member's identification, police say, and that's how they were able to contact his mom. Then Texas for the Missing tweeted out over the weekend that man was Rudy Farias, who had been missing since 2015 when he didn't return back from a walk with his dogs. His mother shared pictures with ABC 13 of her son at the hospital, telling us he was found with cuts and bruises and even cried to me over the phone, saying she believed her son had been kidnapped and hasn't seen him in years. His mother told officials at the time of his disappearance that he suffered from depression and PTSD since his brother died in a motorcycle accident in 2011.
4: Did that even really happen?
21: something these neighbors say he spoke about.
0: He said he had a, lost a brother in a motorcycle accident. I know when you're thinking about his brother, he wouldn't come, he really wouldn't come hang out. he would go sit back down the back, the woods by himself. And now
21: they're trying to wrap their heads around why he or his mom would ever say he's been missing for the past eight years. And I just got off the phone with his mother just a few minutes ago. And I asked the mother about who. The-
4: so the, I couldn't find the rest of the clip, unfortunately. But what a weird story. I wonder what's going on. You know, what's really going on there? If Anybody finds out what's really going on there? Could you please let me know? Because that's a, that's a pretty fucking crazy story. Here's a. <laughs> here's a. Someone named rivka brown uh asking a property investor what it's like being a landlord and apparently i just kind of kind of said what they meant
20: but so yeah you're a property investor tell me a bit about that
24: we uh, are working closely to with landlords um to help them get better return of investment for their uh properties
20: how much might you be able to increase a landlord's rent, for example, like what kinds of rent increases are you able to gain through sourcing higher value tenants?
24: From experience, possibly between 10 and 20% higher than what they get now. Wow. Okay.
20: And so does that ever involve um, needing to ask tenants to leave who can't pay the kinds of rents that you're, uh, that, that you're asking?
24: That's another beautiful thing actually that we present to landlords because mm. they deal directly with us they don't need to deal with any tenants whatsoever and this is a, a, a big thing for tenants. So you do the dirty work? That's correct, we, do the, we deal with tenants, we uh, deal with cleaning, with small maintenance. Uh, basically they just sit down, relax, uh, have their holidays and whatever time with families, do whatever they want and we pay guaranteed rent uh, at the, a at the, uh, certain time. So you ensure that really being a landlord isn't a job, doesn't need to be work, it can just be a holiday. I think a property investor like me is a perfect solution for landlords.
4: Well, <clears throat> there we go. There we have it. That's different than a property management company, by the way. They're they also they're, these people invest in the property too, so they make some money off of it as well, but what a horrible what a horrible thing to just say in front of a camera. Like I guess if you believe that or whatever fucking you have a right to believe whatever the fuck you want, but like why would you say that in front of a camera? You don't know who it is that's asking you questions. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, glad to see it kind of come out like that. Here is, uh, this is the state superintendent of education for Oklahoma talking, well, not answering a question, but really glad the person's asking it.
12: Ulcer race massacre, not fall under your definition of CRT.
25: Okay. Thank you. I'm sorry. I didn't address that part. I would never tell a kid that because of your race, because of your color of your skin or your gender or anything like that you are less of a person or an or are inherently racist that doesn't mean you don't judge the actions of individuals oh you can absolutely that historically you should this was right this was wrong they did this for this reason but to say it was inherent in that because of their skin is where I say that is critical race theory. You're saying that a race defines a person, I reject that. So I would say you be judgmental of the of the issue, of the action, of the content, of, of, of the character of the individual, absolutely. But let's not tie it to the skin
26: color and say that the skin color determined that.
12: One more follow-up. How does the Tulsa race massacre not fall you. under your definition of CRT?
13: Uh, I I answered it. That, that's my answer. And again, I, I felt. The Tulsa like, you
12: know, race massacre was a race massacre. Uh, how does it not uh, fall under CRT?
25: I've I, answered your question. I do appreciate very respectful. The Hundred questions. Years
12: of Silence was about race. How does that not fall? How does that not qualify for CRT?
4: I appreciate the question.
12: I appreciate the question.
4: I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> you dumb fuck. Anyway, this is uh this might be the palate cleanser. I don't know. I don't know. This is the best conservative comedy I've ever seen.
27: I identify as a Chevy Silverado, and my pronouns are Vroom Vroom. Uh, Gen Z, more like Gen Lazy. Vegans are a. Uh, coming for your meat, and I don't mean hamburgers. Cancel culture is ruining comedy, you know? I mean, you're telling me the N-word isn't funny? Anyways, if anyone's hiring, if the woke mind virus isn't real, why won't anyone sleep with me? Quid pro Joe Beijing bribing. I cannot stand my wife. Everyone is such a snowflake now. That's why I go on a 500 tweet rant every single day. You're not allowed to be straight anymore. You're not allowed to be white anymore. You're not allowed to be a man anymore. I hate my wife. I've had COVID 30 times and I cannot figure out why. The vaccine will make you gay. Everyone thinks I love Donald Trump, but I'm not a Trump guy, you know? I just agree with everything he's ever said or done or thought. I uh, punched a hole in the drywall the other day. My only friend is Sean Hannity. True story. I was so famous in the 90s.
4: (laughs) Best conservative comedy routine ever. Up next, we got uh, a. <laughs> this is from Christian Nightmares on Twitter. Shout out to Christian Nightmares. This is a uh, you might th- you might think you know about the Statue of Liberty, but it turns out that you don't. You don't know shit about the Statue of Liberty. But uh, this dude on some weird like end times prophecy uh, podcast or whatever, he knows the score about the Statue
25: of Liberty. Do you know who the Statue of Liberty actually is? No. Lucifer. The Statue of Liberty has seven points on its crown because he indulges in all the seven sins of the world. And on top of that, it's holding a torch representing the light bearer, Lucifer.
5: Isn't it supposed to be
25: representative of freedom? But freedom of what? I don't know. Exactly. It's freedom from God. It's the Luciferian agenda that's being played out for centuries now.
2: (laughs)
4: <laughs> i mean i don't know if that was satire i don't know who that who the dude is here or whatever but if the way things are going I, I have a feeling that that's not satire that that dude's fucking dead serious and it's uh you know the satanic panic it just doesn't really go away it just cycles and changes a little bit now fucking statue of liberty is in on it here we go got steve deese you could imagine uh steve deese doesn't like uh queer people
26: but they are supposed to be, uh, referees. Scalia's looked at, and now and Clarence Thomas as, uh, you know, great, uh, great ideologues, but as originalists, they're like, I don't, it's, and Scalia is famous for saying you're, you're supposed to not be comfortable with the, maybe even the morality of some of your decisions because you're just there to referee this ballgame. Re- you didn't the, invent the ballgame. The reason why we're comfortable with these decisions is because what's being adjudicated now when Scalia is talking about how far do we pass on Miranda rights and habeas corpus to people who are obviously terrible people Mm -hmm. and we're going to maybe let them go because a a higher principle was Mm -hmm. violated when we know they might do worse later on. Mm -hmm. That argument of conscience is happening within the framework of the constitution's intent. Yes. And if we're if we're arguing within the framework of the Constitution's intent, then yes, there will be times that you will not be comfortable with the rulings you will make in defense of that intent. Mm-hmm. We're not arguing that right now. Right Now we're arguing. Now we're arguing because young people vote Democrat and they have a lot of. De- He's pointing to himself when he says young people. This guy's probably my age to pass that debt
4: maybe a little older
26: that don't marry people that don't typically vote democrat mm-hmm. and do most of the living and dying in the country that's not that's that's not an argument within the the intent the intent of the scheme of the constitution mm-hmm. that's an attempt to unravel it mm-hmm. right because i want because i want to make sodomy mainstream in america I'm Fuck yeah! to force you against your own conscience to use your intellectual abilities and properties to promote my message when I would never demand that somebody black show up and perform uh, their gifts and skills for a group of white nationalists or a Klan meeting. That's not
4: Wait, what, is it, what, is, what, what, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense.
26: Hey, man, in order for there to be a free society, that's why what David French said about uh, blessing of liberty. Mm-hmm. No, okay? Uh, the 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 public acknowledgement in a public building we can argue with whether having a red light district where certain people right. with with, un- with 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 that are that are mm-hmm. undesirables and right. live in raincoats okay have a place where they can essentially
4: the red light district is not where people just go around flashing you in a raincoat that's still illegal in the red light district
26: with a purge Mm -hmm. all right and and we can argue whether how far to prosecute that because and and what would be the backlash against that what french was arguing was public buildings used as places to debauch our children is not that is not that is not that calculation Mm -hmm. it's not it that is state-sanctured debauchery that's something completely and totally different And that's why you panned it, and many others did, right? That's the stuff we're doing now. Instead of, because we are concerned about creating an all-powerful state that may undermine the Constitution's intent, are there certain things we need to allow, even if it's an imperfect outcome, because of the larger question here? Instead, it is now we will use the state to undo the scheme and and purpose of the Constitution itself. Those are the issues we're arguing Mm now. Yeah.
4: Mm None of what you said made any fucking sense, dude. I had a little bit of a hard time following that, but what I got from it is uh, not a big fan of queer people. Doesn't like gay people. And uh, thinks that we should all just go to the red light district and fucking wear just a raincoat? That's weird. What if it's cold out? So up next, uh, we got, they're still talking about the gas stoves. I'm not kidding. I don't know why they're still talking about the gas stoves, but they're still talking about the gas stoves.
11: Look, we on our side spend a lot of time complaining about left wing hypocrisy. But honestly, I think it's a huge waste of time. And the reason it's a waste of time is because the left doesn't care about hypocrisy. They don't care about being called hypocrites. They just plow on with their agenda. And because they don't care, there's no sense of shame or conscience on their part for their behavior. And because there's no sense of shame, there's no incentive to actually change their behavior. So complaining about hypocrisy is just talking ourselves into circles. This is not hypocrisy. This is hierarchy. This is the globalist elite ruling class, both here and abroad, imposing all of their insane regulations on the rest of us while the rest of them just go, oh, it's a new world
4: order conspiracy theory,
11: live in their lives, partaking in all of it. So while they want to strip you of everything from the gas stoves in your kitchen to your free speech, they have access to all of it and they enjoy all of it and they are lording it all over all of us.
23: Uh, Tudor, what did they expect us to do? I mean, like, honestly, what would they want us to actually cook things? In? And don't Well, there are electric stoves. Tell me that. That electricity doesn't, you know, how do you generate electricity? Coal, nuclear. I mean, nuclear and coal are very different. Forces that actually move electricity forward. But of course, they want to take away your gas stoves at things that actually work and people like and enjoy.
17: Of course,
11: it doesn't matter. It's just like electric vehicles. It doesn't matter if you can actually charge it. It does, That's what you have to use from now on. But let's face it. Monica's right. It doesn't matter what they do. This is Gavin Newsom's French laundry. This is John Kerry's private jets.
4: So the, fr- the French laundry thing, the, when they went to the French laundry, Gavin Newsom and his friends were obeying all the laws of that county and the state laws. But it was bad luck.
11: Gretchen Whitmer's trip to Florida when no one was allowed to leave the state they don't care and until Republicans start holding them accountable come election time and actually putting this out on the airwaves hey let's not forget they want to take this from you but they think they should have it we are not going to be beating them at this so we need to make sure that people don't forget that these folks want to live the high life live as elitists and keep you down
23: it really is about the power, isn't it? I mean, you mentioned that, Monica, but it, it, that is—it's they want the power. But I don't understand their end game and why they think that this is appealing uh, to the average American.
11: Well, they don't care about the average American. I think that much is clear. And it is all about power and control, and the end game, Jason and Tudor, is exactly this. They want to fundamentally is that an Emmy behind her the United States, and in order to do that, in order to move us away from individual liberty and economic freedom, they have to transform us into a more collectivist, Marxist kind of model. The best and fastest way to get there is by attacking the energy sector, because that is the biggest lever available to them to leverage the U.S. economy into this new model. So by attacking fossil fuels, by by putting the squeeze on electricity and and everything that oh, we
4: Wait, own. you just said electricity.
11: Use and that keeps the U.S. economy humming by attacking that. That's the best way and most efficient way for the left to bring this country to its knees and then fundamentally transform it and then ultimately get to a one world style government with the globalist uh, government.
4: Yo, just straight up fucking New World Order conspiracy theory, just straight up
11: all of it but the only way that they can do that is by crushing the u.s economy and of course flooding the zone with a wide open border and 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 lawlessness and and the breakdown of law and yeah. order and all of the rest this is all part and parcel of a very deliberate plan to take down the united states of america
4: so i don't think we're ever going to see her on fox again because <clears throat> fox is like a kind of right-wing outlet right but they they don't traffic in that new world order conspiracy shit. They just don't, you don't see a lot of people on Fox talking about it. So I think you're never going to see her on Fox again. I could be wrong, but that's something they, they just, they don't traffic in it. It's bad for business. Not necessarily that their audience is opposed to it, but the, the advertisers are like not there for that shit. And you know, Fox is in the business of selling ads. So that is what it is. Here's tiny dancer, Ben Shapiro. Um, Gonna, you know, split a bunch of tiny little hairs about
28: discrimination against uh, gay people. Now, to be fair, there's confusion that arises when it comes to LGBT issues. Why? Well, because that's a question of self-identity. How would you even know if somebody walked into your business and they were gay unless they told you they were gay?
4: What if you assume that someone's gay and you discriminate against them on based on that?
28: I mean, that, that, that is literally the only way that, that you would know. Or in fact, they asked you to do a message for gay marriage. Or they explain to you that they were married to another person of the same sex. There are a lot of people who have various characteristics who are gay. The gay community is, in fact, not quite as stereotypical as TV would make it out to be. Which means that very often, quote-unquote, discrimination against a gay person is not, in fact, discrimination against gay person. It's discrimination against behavior that is conducted by a person who happens to be gay. That is not the same thing at all. And that's the point the court is making. This is, by the way, a major distinction that has never been properly drawn in the law, but needs to be drawn in the law. The gay gay rights movement has claimed they're the new civil rights movement, these are absolutely disparate movements. They are not alike in any way, shape, or form. The black civil rights movement was about the idea that you have an immutable characteristic that is not behaviorally based. You're a race. It it has nothing to do with your behavior. It has nothing to do with your feelings. You're black, whether you feel black or whether you don't feel black. Whether you quote-unquote act black or whether you don't act black, obviously. In fact, there is no such thing as quote-unquote acting black oh ben you
4: have said a lot of weird things about uh, the black community in the past and the way that they act sir
28: and stereotypes that is not the same thing when it comes to issues of sexual orientation which is about interior feeling it's about behavior in the real world and that is why putting lgbt as members of a quote-unquote protected class under anti-discrimination law starts to get into very dicey activity as far as forcing other people to accept a behavior not an actual which behavior ben objective state of the world that is visible to everyone else it's not quite the same thing
4: ben i'm just curious what behaviors he thinks that we engage in that should um you know should allow a business to discriminate against us do you think we're like sucking dick in the lobby of the hotel or something i don't know I bet there's people who've been discriminated against for exhibiting what someone thinks is a uh, gay behavior and they're not even, they're not gay themselves. It's just that they to, to some extent fit some of the negative stereotypes about gay and lesbian people or LGBTQ plus people. I bet that happens. And I, that's still that I bet that's probably still illegal. Anyway, don't worry. We got Michael Knowles next and he's going to tell us about squishes
25: on the right. And I am not looking forward to this. The the inevitable logical conclusion of the pride movement was we're going to go into your kid's kindergarten and we're going to teach them wild ideologies about sex and gender and and not only the relations between the sexes and within the sexes, but even one's understanding of human nature itself. And people have just said enough, enough with that, Uh, the DeSantis campaign is capitalizing on this right now and DeSantis is being pilloried not just by the libs but by the squishes on the right the for squishes an ad that people are saying is homophobic here's the ad
15: i will do Citizens. But Caitlyn Jenner would have watched
25: from hanging down. out with Bruce Jenner. Trump,
4: Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner is a monster that probably killed someone with her car, but she's still Caitlyn Jenner.
25: Any bathroom she chooses. That is correct.
29: In the future, can transgender women compete in Lady MAGA. Yes. Make
2: America who's a, a
25: drag queen who's pro-Trump. And then DeSantis comes out and just says no. You see all these, like, Sigma male memes, Patrick Bateman, DeSantis signs, a draconian anti... So, uh,
4: Michael Knowles, we watched this ad last week on the show, Michael Knowles doesn't understand that most people aren't incredibly online, and don't catch most of those references. And some people who are extremely online know those references came out of, like, the fucking men's rights movement in Gamergate, and it's like, well, do I really want to be like those people? Even some conservative, a lot of conservative people are like, no, I don't... I don't, I don't want to be like the Gamergate weirdos.
25: LGBT bill. DeSantis enacts a wave of laws. You see the Chad meme guy, like super strong guy. DeSantis unstoppable.
12: Some of the harshest, most draconian laws that literally threaten trans existence. Congratulations, Rob DeSantis. Mission accomplished. You win.
25: This governor does not care. DeSantis on a crusade. real wolf had finally arrived wolf wall street so really leaning into this online sigma male socially yeah it, really leaning into alienating fucking most people no we're not going to tolerate this rainbow pride stuff anymore i think it's a great ad i think it's a great ad one because it's funny it's a self-aware ad. I don't think anybody really believes that Ron DeSantis is going to be you know, instituting Sharia law and throwing homosexuals off rooftops. right? Nobody really believes that. They idea. always but say this. Ad, like they... With all of its Sigma male, Patrick Bateman kind of vaporwave aesthetic is, is showing people a, a real aspect of his political legacy and his accomplishments, which is we're not going to enshrine special protections for this disordered view of human nature. We're going to be nice to people. We're going to tolerate things within reason. But no, we're going to roll back the pride movement that's now made it all the way into your kid's kindergarten classroom. And it's really, really good. And he's smart to go after Trump on this because Trump is by far the most pro LGBT LMNOP candidate that the GOP. LMNOP? Get out of here. Come on, get another joke. Get another joke about us. Has ever run for president. And. I don't think this is because Trump is some crusader for gay rights or or transgenderism or anything like that. I think it's because Trump is just a New Yorker. He's a New Yorker. I I don't think
4: Trump cares that much about gay
25: people. I don't
4: think he likes gay people. I don't think he doesn't like gay
25: people. He's just an old school, normal guy who doesn't really care about this stuff. And he kind of he's he's willing to pander to different groups to get their votes. But you know, I, I don't I don't think you can call him a rainbow activist or anything like that. The reason this is a really good attack, though, on Donald Trump is it gives the Republican base a justification for abandoning Trump and embracing DeSantis. I'm not saying it's going to work, but it, it's one of the first it's not going to work Give the base that justification. Only fucking only like a bunch of fucking incels are going to find that ad compelling. Because right now looking at the field. The real hardcore guys remain pro Trump. It's just a fact. You might say that's not fair. You might say DeSantis is the more conservative candidate. Maybe maybe that's ultra. I don't know. I'm just saying the hardcore guys remain pro Trump and the more GOP establishment types, if they've got to pick between the two, are going for Ron DeSantis. So DeSantis has this establishment baggage, even if it just comes by virtue of the fact that he's the guy who's posing a real challenge to Trump right now. He's got to deal with that. He has to somehow answer the fact that the GOP establishment and the mainstream establishment more broadly is going softer on DeSantis than they are on Trump. This is one great way to do it. If he runs to the right of Trump on the social issues, specifically on the Rainbow Coalition, that will give the the hardcore guys an opportunity to say, actually, if we really want to be subversive, if we really want to be edgy, we can we're going to follow this guy who's threatening the sexual revolution which the libs hold very very dear and the other reason this works is because while the establishment is very pro-rainbow the the people broadly including many democrats are not this is, this is a- incorrect this is incorrect the polling says the other thing this is a real wedge issue between the elites of the uniparty And the people broadly, the few and the many. It's one of these great wedge issues. So really, really strong stuff for DeSantis. Now, most
4: Republicans do not want gay marriage repealed, for example,
25: and showing that DeSantis is tougher on LGBT activism than Trump. Does that make up a 30 point gap? No, I'm not sure about that, but it is still very early in the race. So if there is a chance for DeSantis, this is probably it.
4: DeSantis, like alien, the that, that stuff, it just alienates people. Michael Knowles has no idea what he's talking about. He doesn't, he doesn't understand like retail politics. Like you don't want to alienate people. Like in that weird internet shit is going to alienate people. Even people who might agree with them on the issues, they're going to get alienated by that. They're like what the fuck was that ad? This is a fucking 4chan. All right. Well, I thought about watching this interview with Russell Brand and RFK Jr. and uh, um. what's her name? Hines, his wife. That is is his wife? I forget. I forget her name now. I feel bad. But um, I thought about running this on Intellectual Dollar Tree. And after seeing this clip here, I am uh, really glad we did not do that.
28: So uh, where are the areas where the two of you are in plain alignment? And are there any subjects that you are comfortable sharing that you are not in alignment?
29: Well, you know, if I'm being candid, uh, where we differ is... Bobby is very focused on facts and numbers and uh, and I understand feelings and people I think in a different way. So even during the uh, pandemic, I understand people being afraid. I understand people on both sides being afraid of getting the vaccine, of not getting the vaccine, people were terrified that they weren't going to be able to say goodbye to their mother or father that was passing away. There were so many feelings overwhelmingly um, ju- just filling the air and 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 people's relationships and everyone was disagreeing on on a lot of things. And a lot of it was coming from just f- feelings that we were all having. I think that feelings should be addressed first and maybe science second. So I don't know if that makes sense or if no. that is understandable, but that's how I feel.
4: No, you're, you're an empty vessel. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but it is nice that she had compassion for people during the uh, pandemic. I suppose while her husband was running around trying to like, you know, Trying to trying to drive up the body count, I suppose is what I would say. Um. Anyway, uh, the next one is just called "Why Is Joe Rogan?" and we're almost done with the podcast portion
22: of the show here. It was a rigged election? Rigged. It what? Even if it wasn't rigged, he's still saying it. But even if it wasn't rigged, let's say it wasn't rigged. Let's say. It was a uh, fair, and and, uh, that's who won, and that's how it was going to be. Biden Mm. won. For sure, it was rigged by the media. What does that mean? Just the Hunter Biden laptop case and the Russia collusion case. Just those two things. Yeah. Just those two narratives that they knew were not true, that they pushed out in front of everybody, and that we know, uh, know had to do with trying to get rid of Trump that was a big that's that that is one
14: over reporting and one under reporting yeah, yeah
22: that is in many ways that's that's, that's an attempt to manipulation yeah. Yeah, it's, it's manipulation, it's a it's a a manipulation a right. of a public narrative it's a ma- manipulation of what the people well, Joe think, you, you manipulate the public everybody narrative. everybody thought he was in collusion with Russia it's what everybody thought there they, they, they was just all these mainstream except Fox News, yeah. they were the only ones they were the only ones that weren't pushing it. Everybody else was pushing it. Yeah, it was sold hard. Yeah yeah yeah, it was, and it was not true, and it's proven to be not true. and then there, well, that's the not the case. Hunter Biden laptop thing, which they, they knew was true, and they said wasn't. Well, as,
4: yeah. as, as told, told in New New the New as the, they, anybody I dare you to go read that uh, was it New York Post story
22: about Hunter Biden's laptop and try to explain to me what happened. They stopped people from sharing it on social media. They stopped people from sharing it on Twitter. Zuckerberg sat in that very chair and said that the FBI contacted Facebook and told them that it was Russian disinformation. They were getting a bunch of Russian disinformation. and So they limited the... Uh, yeah, I don't, think it was, uh, I don't think
4: it was the Russians. If I can, if, when the Russians do disinformation, it makes sense. They're a little bit better
22: at it than fucking... I think it was like Steve Bannon or something. The spread of that. Wow. I don't know how they did it. I don't know exactly what they did to limit the distribution of that. that oh, article. The FBI is involved in that. It's wild it's shit, dude. It's pretty wild. It's wild shit, and no one cares. No one's up in arms. No one's freaking out, because that is a way that you're going to rig an election without rigging an election.
2: Yeah. Whether,
22: whether you like that guy or not, we have to follow the rules. We have to. And if we don't follow the rules because we don't like somebody, and we break the law because we, we, we don't like somebody. We but who's breaking him. the law now?
14: No, I agree. Now this is Banana
22: Republic shit. Yeah, that's not... Wait,
4: but you're describing the media reporting things in a way that you thought they shouldn't report things, and now you're describing people committing crimes and breaking the law? The media, however you define that, uh, protected under the First Amendment, they can report what they want to report and not report what they don't want to report, Joe.
22: The fact that they were willing to do that and that there's no oversight... Yeah. no one can stop them from doing that and then oh,
4: would you, you know, no, w- no oversight who's
22: gonna uh oh punishment for them doing that this it is, also speaks to like how much he's despised by this disposed. i mean it, it was a rigged election rigged. It, what even if
4: it like wait a minute <clears throat> who does he who's gonna oversee the media does he want the government telling broadcasters what to say because i would I would assume that he doesn't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. Not, I don't want that for people I don't agree with or for people I do agree with. So I don't know what he wants when he says, who's, who's overseeing it. Nobody. That's the point of a free press Joe. is that nobody oversees the the free press and people have bosses and yeah, they're, you know, if they, there are, there are laws against uh, slander and defamation and all that, but no nobody oversees the press that's the it's in in the fucking first amendment it's in the the, the press is mentioned in the first amendment anyway here's our last clip of the week we're going to check in on brett and heather and they're going to wonder um why was everybody why is everybody just so unattractive now
30: no and in this i mean we've said this before uh and many others have as well but uh we've become ugly we've, and, and th- th- this is just one admittedly subjective at the holistic level measure of our collective ill health. But when we were growing up, almost everyone was attractive and more so even in the fifties, right?
4: Maybe you just weren't a judgmental asshole when you were a kid, Heather.
30: And it's not true anymore. And it's, it's sad. And this is this is not an attack on the individuals who find themselves having been, you know,
4: hit with the ugly stick
13: is the right term.
30: Maimed, having been, you know, birthed into a world where there there are not the full set of choices to actually opt out uh, when what we all should have been allowed to do was choose whether to opt in. Mm hmm. I'm
4: so glad we don't watch them in long form anymore because there's a while where this channel was just the Brett and Heather channel, right? <clears throat> like what, what the shit? Like when we were kids, everybody was beautiful. No, I think it was that you weren't an asshole when you were a kid. You hadn't become a fucking horrible asshole yet. I think that's what it was. I think you were a better person when you were a child, Heather. Well, that's the show uh, podcast listeners. Thanks for listening. Um. I'm going to let you go now. Uh, you can get the uh, full show at ePlex.store uh, by joining at any level or at Patreon.com slash Echoplex by joining at the $5 level or higher. Uh, live viewers, hang out. I'm going to change the color of the lighting in here, change the contents of my beverage, and uh, we'll be back for red light.
0: Saturday is Catterday on ecoplex media and not only are we posting fucking cats we invite all content creators to join our open panel visit ecoplexmedia.com panel to learn how to join every third Saturday is operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of conspiracy characters that now space has learned to loathe the show starts at 8 p.m pacific at twitch.tv ecoplexmedia find our full schedule at ecoplexmedia.com